A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. Would the dream be that, 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 that a change is made going forward while well, all, all hospitals see this and stop and think let's let's not jump to conclusions and let this happen to another family yeah i think like the conversation that this is starting that's already started after this film came out and also through the trial and now it's kind of going viral again is like who should decide you know if this is if something is abuse or not okay. and all the flaws in this system Natalie, what do i do <laughs> i hope it's giddy giddy I just did an Instagram story about Take Care of Maya, which is a Netflix series, well, documentary. Documentary. That follows a family who is navigating the medical system where nobody can really figure out what's wrong with the child. And I have not watched it yet because I was saying to Natalie, I'm so in the medical system. I'm like, I feel crazy. I'm like, I don't know if I, this might put me over the edge. And I was like, she has watched it. I've watched it. And guys, we have a producer here on our podcast. Yeah. Just and it's so exciting. timely. Keating. 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 Because, <laughs> Keating. because mm. the trial's on right now. And um, 
the whole thing is is mind blown. And I saw it on TikTok originally. And I was going to say to you, I feel like the reason it blew up on TikTok was because everyone can relate in some degree to not being felt like, um, uh, how do I say this? Not being felt like they're being understood or being acknowledged for something that they're feeling in the medical system. So they're so kind of like... So for everybody who has not seen it, welcome, Caitlin. Can you tell us what you how, how you would describe the um, documentary? Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. yes, to be so here. Um, and yeah, I mean, basically it's about a girl who was diagnosed with a rare disease. And one night her parents took her to the emergency room. She was in excruciating pain, stomach pain. And within basically hours, her mother was accused of medical child abuse, so Munchausen syndrome by proxy. And it basically follows this um, three and a half month ordeal um, when the girl Maya, Maya was in the hospital. It's only three and a half months that 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 ever, all that happened yeah but so she was held in the hospital for three and a half months um and it basically follows um their journey of being accused of child abuse and opens this up to a much larger story about parents who are wrongfully accused of child abuse um wow. yeah she you, had, wait you had never heard of munchauser i feel like we should probably no i had clarify I had, you said to me that word i knew what that meant okay i just wouldn't have been able to pull it out of the top of my head it's, but yeah tell us what munchauser means yeah basically and it's been in the media a lot like a lot of, there was an hbo documentary about gypsy rose who ended up like killing her mother who was guilty of munchausen um which was a crazy story years back um but basically um without being like a doctor or psychiatrist yeah. here I mean, basically, it's when you are inflicting um, pain or creating an illness that doesn't really exist on someone else. So it's like when a mother is kind of making up. Typically, it's a mom. Could be a dad. Um, but in this case, Beata Kowalski was accused of that. So um, kind of creating an illness or exaggerating an illness for attention. basically. Oh, for attention. That's yeah. why a parent would do it. For money. I mean, who knows, right? But yeah, that's basically the reason. And how did you first come across the story? So I was working at People Magazine. Um, I was there for almost a decade and I was covering all these crazy human interests and true crime stories. Mm. And yeah, and I just like her favorite. Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> right. Um, and I really wanted to get into documentaries and like everyone else, I just like binge Netflix films. And I was like, I have to find that perfect story that's bigger than like a cover story in People Magazine. And um, I read this article in the Sarasota Herald Tribune. This all takes place in the Sarasota, Florida area. And I was like, holy crap like i called my mom and i was like read this story i think this is my first documentary and then that's kind of what happened so your first documentary ended up freaking blowing up good yeah. job thanks so <laughs> it, yeah it was and it i heard of it by by way of tiktok i want to say three months ago yeah when did it, it came out it came out late june so it premiered at the tribeca film festival which was like icing on the cake. I'm like, wow. this is just continuing to get crazier. Um, and then it was released on Netflix a week after that. And the reason it, I think um, people, when they watched it, it's kind of like you can't believe it. And basically what happens is when you follow the family, you begin, like people were crying on TikTok, like bawling on TikTok. And it was so, they were so emotional about it. I was like, what is this evoking in them that they feel so are they attached to the mother, do you think? to the Like, what were they attached to? Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy how it blew up. I mean, the hashtag Take Care of Maya on Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, but especially TikTok, because obviously that's all about videos, right? Mm -hmm. So what was crazy was that all these people who had like zero followers, who had never posted a video, felt so compelled to show their face for the very first time. And I feel like it was because anyone who's never been believed can relate to this. Anyone who is... um, accused of something that they didn't do right not just Mm -hmm. with child with anything like being accused of something you didn't do is just like and not being able to um show your truth i mean that i think people can relate to i think people that have crps which is what maya has complex regional pain syndrome people with rare illnesses um how many people have what maya has um it's a good question i think around like two hundred thousand cases of crps and i might be making that up that it's like per year new case i'm not sure i mean it's rare but it's not like right it's not like rare. one person in the world yeah, where they're going to study ins- them and be like what's exactly, going on but it's also not like diabetes right it's not that common um and it's really hard to diagnose um but yeah people i think you know it's just because it's a health story it's a family story it's kind of a crime story um but i think a lot of people have gone through this and that's that's what we're seeing. Just so many people saying this happened to me too. No one believed me. And then suddenly something's on Netflix and you're like, oh my God, now I, now my story feels validated. And that was a lot of the responses we were getting. Did you live with the family for four years? Or like, or did you have to move to Sarasota, Florida? Like, did you go, do, like, what does it entail being a producer of something like that? Yeah, I think um, it was beyond just being a producer. I think it was being like a journalist and a storyteller and just really caring from the very beginning like before we even started filming it was just getting to know the family it was going through thousands of hours of depositions from both sides so it was like really trying to get the hospital's perspective what's a deposit what's a deposition um basically when you're involved in a type of lawsuit it's so like this lawsuit's been going for four years for longer than that yeah so i don't want to give it away but yeah. like basically all this kind of their story in a way ended in early 2017 and yeah, again, I don't want to give it away. Um, but the, the, tra- the, like, the tragedy, the tragedy, and what yeah. happened. Um, I mean, again, like it's still going on in a way. But like, yeah, their story kind of ended in a way, and then they sued Johns Hopkins All Children's Hospital pretty quickly after and that. Did they agree to participate in the um, in the documentary because they knew, or they were hoping that it will help their case? I don't think it was that. I think it was that they just they want to speak out for other families okay. and they really just want justice. Like um they just want to they just want to stop this from happening to other people. That's what Jack Kowalski the father has told me numerous times and that's kind of what's happening. It's again with the TikTok responses. It's like thank God for the Kowalskis and how lucky they are to be able to sue such a huge, you know, company. Um this costs as you can imagine, so much money. And I'm still, now that the trial has started, it's like I'm getting I'm getting messages basically every hour from people saying, this happened to me. I don't have money. I can't hire a lawyer. Can you help me? I'm like, How can does, I help you? How does I'm a producer. I, I don't have a job right now. My job I'm is like, there. I'm like, I'd love to be able to do all this pro bono and never work again and just like, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. How does but, the family pay the legal bills? So the attorneys took this on a contingency, so they will get paid if they win. Okay. But they that's a huge sacrifice. I mean, they have spent a lot of money, and I don't think anyone thought it would take this long. But yeah, the trial started last week, so we'll know huh? soon. Huh? Let's take a quick break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Nat. How is Maya doing now? It's a good question. Um, she has told me, you know, at first, first of all, going through this trial is obviously very traumatic and bringing it. Should we yeah. say how old Maya was when this started mm-hmm. and yeah. how old she is now? I think that's mm-hmm. really kind of a huge yeah. component. Of very. What- yeah, it's crucial. So Maya went into the hospital when she was 10. She left. She had a birthday there. She left when she was 11. And now she's 17. Um, she turns 18 in December. So wow. this is a long time. I mean, most of her childhood has been spent dealing with this Mm -hmm. um and where was i how is she now yeah yeah so um i mean she tells us that like she's still in pain so you'll see her in the hospital she's much better now than she was then she'll be the first person to admit that um but why is she better um, how is she better 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think with CRPS, a lot of people have told us that you can go into remission okay. and then an injury, physical injury, emotional injury can trigger that. So we've seen that with other cases of CRPS where people are doing great for a decade and then boom, like they're oh. hospitalized again. Um, it's a it's a interesting illness. Like it's it's not. Um, you know, people are still researching it. I mean, it's complicated. And you know what's so weird is something like MS, they can't really diagnose, right? You can't get a, like a clear, yeah. you have this. It's right. Yeah. It's like so- with CRPS, it's like, it's not like there's a CAT scan or a blood mm. test where you're like, you have cancer. There's, this is black <sighs> and white. Um, so it's hard to diagnose. It's hard to treat. Everyone's kind of different. Um, it's like a puzzle. You have to look at it. And yeah, be like, this exactly. Could but she's be- not out of the woods for sure. Um, she's still struggling. And then of course, emotionally, I mean, Again, without Uh, giving it away, this girl went through more than most people do in a lifetime. So um, the trauma is very real, very real. And um, um, does she like uh, take medication now? I'm not sure okay. if she's taking medication. Was she okay with the, with this? Like, was she okay with the Netflix? Like, cause she, that's a, that's, that's an age where you are among, it's you're huge. on TikTok, you're watching this yeah, and then and you become only, a hashtag. Like, a lot of exposure. I mean, not only Netflix, like she was on the cover of People Magazine, yeah. um, which is a crazy full circle for yeah, me no too. Yeah. yeah. I like, I love the magazine. Now she's on the cover. Um, but I think she's so grounded. She's so humble. And, you know, she really wanted this. And so did her brother, Kyle, and her dad, Jack. Um, but the attention's a lot, you know. But Netflix was, like, really careful. And we were really careful. And, you know, we didn't spend that much time interviewing her, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, so much of the film, when you see it, lives in deposition land. It lives in interviews that are already done. Because mm-hmm. we didn't want her to have to relive all that trauma. How did they have, how did you have, how did they have so much footage? Yeah, I mean, the depots are all just because of the legal case. Um, and then Beata yeah. in the hospital recorded everything. And without that, we, I don't think we could have made yeah. this film because obviously for a documentary, I mean, not obviously, I guess you could just do everything in real time, but yeah. um, having all this audio, like Beata recorded every phone call even when she wasn't supposed to. She took notes from the very beginning. She was a nurse, so she knew she knew what to do, but I think just even being like that aside, she just she wanted to document everything. So um, for like I because think, she was right off the bat, it was maybe I think tricky. she just didn't know what was going to happen. I don't think Beata ever knew what would happen, like no. that we'd be here today. She wasn't doing it for that. No, I think she was just really careful about making sure that she followed the rules. Like there were very strict rules about what she could talk about on the occasional phone call that she had with with Maya when she was in the hospital and you'll see these notes where she's even writing down like question one like how are you doing sweetie pie like she was very careful to not break any rules that was that part where they weren't allowed to have a conversation was such an emotional uh, like those scenes for a parent yeah knowing that you never like in your mind you've never done anything to hurt your daughter and you can't even talk to her Yeah, and I think because, you know, there's so many documentaries that just tell a story and recount what happened, but I think why this has done so well is just because you really feel like you're going through it with them. Mm -hmm. The emotion, because you can hear, you can hear Beata, you can hear Maya, it's, it it really takes you back to that time. People really feel like they're, they're there going through it. And Um, and then, and then the, and then the, the effects on the family, like the relationship with her husband. And then, I mean, I think a lot about the son and everything 
he had to go through yeah he was home with his mom and dad right so it was like and he lost his sister for three and a half months so he's seeing his parents and he's younger struggling yeah he's a couple years younger i mean how could this not destroy a couple right i mean the stress like everyday stress is a lot on a couple and then you have your daughter in the hospital and i think what a lot of couples have told us is like typically you have Mm -hmm. different ways of how you're going to handle this like normally like one person's going to be really not aggressive, but just like demanding answers. You the know, lead. The lead. And the other one's like, let's just shut up and do it. Like, let's just comply and do whatever the hell it takes to get our kid out of that place. And that causes obviously yes. a lot of stress. And both kind of, you can see how both would make sense to them. Like, yeah. if we just do what they want to do, we're going to get better treatment and this is going to work out. And then the other side's like, I don't trust these people. We need to be the ones. Yeah. So in Canada, we have um, access to more like free healthcare, although we pay taxes. Who is paying for this when she's in the hospital for three and a half months? They had it. They had private insurance. So, but they take her, and they have to pay. Not able to get her back out. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they took yeah, her. Yeah, the hospital is is you know billing Aetna. I think they had Aetna insurance. And- okay, so they're billing the insurance. Yeah, and they don't need the. Wow, that's, yeah, that's a whole other scary. thing you'll see in the film. You gotta, you gotta watch that part. Um, yeah, they build, a, they build yeah. a lot. Yeah, but that's another thing. I mean, if you don't have good health insurance, you're screwed. Um, but what happens if you don't have good health insurance in you, that case? She doesn't end go, up in the hospital for three and a half months. You go bankrupt. I don't know. You just, I don't know what you do. I'm not sure. I mean, okay, as you well, know, here you go to the emergency room and it's like they let you in, but then you're gonna, if you don't have insurance, you you're gonna get that five thousand dollar bill soon Um, i just it's mm. it's it you know because i think as a parent like sitting here and listening to it it's like so scary that your care for them could lead to hurting them right because you care so much and you just want answers and you just want someone to make them better because there's nothing worse than seeing a kid in pain like Mm -hmm. even when um my daughter first had her like hit of the head and I was kind of like, no, you're fine. You're fine. You don't want anything to, well, for me, I'll talk mm-hmm. for me. I don't want anything to be wrong. Like you kind of want to be like, no, 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 you're good. Like keep on going because kind of when you go down the path, it's kind of like as adults when you know something's wrong. We know a lot of people who just ignore the problem and then they walk into the hospital like, you have like stage four, like you're yeah. bad. Like you know, you know there's something wrong, but you don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So it's just this weird line because you could also be accused of not doing something mm-hmm. and letting it letting it go too far or you could be accused of doing too much and I feel like for me I'm in this middle ground of being like I can't see your I can't see your pain I can't see a wound I can't see it mm-hmm. so are um, are we just now is this our narrative is this our conversation and now we're used to this conversation or are you actually feeling this way or do I need to like put you in a different scenario to see if you get like it's such well, it's, a weird yeah, it's circle her mother to be in. had ignored her pain would her mother have been in trouble for not looking it's into it great million dollar question i mean that's the thing it's like i keep on saying to everyone it's like child abuse is so real and it's like there's nothing worse than hurting a child right mm-hmm. like those are the people that don't survive in prison like if you're yeah. a child yeah. like yeah you need to be locked up forever um and the people that are there to determine if you're doing something wrong or not like that's where things have gone really wrong in the mm-hmm. child welfare system here because totally. you don't want to miss a case where a mom's like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, my kid, you know, Charlie fell off the bed. It's like, no, you hit Charlie, right? It's like, how do you know what really happened or oh didn't happen? Gosh. And I think there is a rush to judgment um, mm. overall and parents um, going in for help and walking out in handcuffs half the time. 
I'm not half the time. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like it happens. Um, and then their parents that leave and hurt their kids. And then you hear these horror stories, right? In the Daily Mail. It's like, oh my God, kid was held captive in basement for six years. It's like, how did those people yeah. get away with it? It's wild. Like there's and so many different, there's, that's an extreme, but it's. Well, um, we, we do know part of it, like factually, it's how you look. It's mm-hmm. how you present. Mm-hmm. It's how you sound. It's, yeah. you know, like even though we don't talk about it, like judgment is real. Like the, we all make judgments. It's how we stay safe. It's how we get through life. If we didn't make judgments, we'd all end up with probably serial killers at some point. Yeah. So you have to listen. You make judgments based on what you know, not based on necessarily what you were educated in properly. Mm-hmm. So if you're a nurse and you grew up not being exposed to anything else or a doctor of other than what you look like and that person is different who walks in. You have a natural and bias. Yeah, you you might. You might from what you've read online or seen and mm-hmm. then you're like, well, I, you are harsh and mean and rude and because, you're abusing your the, child. The In this case, her mother had a strong Polish accent. Yes. I'm not saying that that was the direct cause, but I think it's something But, to, but a lot of people have on the TikTok. first to say that. I mean, also on TikTok, people like one woman actually referenced an article when she was watching it. She Googled it for some reason. I don't know why she felt compelled to Google that. But there was an article about women with Polish accents and the bias towards them. I mean, it's a, it's a harsh accent like yep. it's not a pleasant <laughs> accent really right it comes across as aggressive i think sometimes. just something we're not used to right because exactly. we let, let some people and, yeah, sing songs she was she was demanding i think she was a little aggressive she was like you know my daughter needs ketamine i mean these are things that are like red flags i think to some yes. doctors and then with the accent um yeah we'll never really know but i that is something that has totally come up with not just this case but a lot of other cases in full transparency there is what my son had like super i sound so crazy i sound crazy has a lot of inflammation in his body and there's a steroid that literally when if he gets like a reaction to something like he gets a fever and he can't walk okay sounds crazy but the steroid actually makes him better within two hours like it's like it's it's in prednisone it's insane yeah so i said to his doctor i'm like sorry why why can't this be something you give them all the time i just didn't know like i was like if they get a fever why don't you just give it to him and then he's perfect and she's like i mean it's not good for them i'm like but why isn't it i just need to know why isn't it good for them because they don't really give you the facts in our experience of like prednisone's really dangerous because it makes you X, Y, and Z, but then you know Sally down the road's on it every single day or someone's father-in-law is on it every single day and fine and needs it for treatment. So it's like just confusing as a mom when you're seeing that fixed it. Why am I not totally. using that more regularly to fix it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It wasn't it's- one of the things that could stunt their growth. I mean, some kids are on it permanently for like arthritis. And like, yeah, you, it's you, not a good one though. No, long-term. none of them are. I know. Like technically none of, I, you, but, you but know. That's a great point you make because you see it working, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine if like your son was on it for a long time and then you go to another doctor and that doctor is like, oh my God, how could you let your son be on this for so long? Like that's, that's not okay. So then it's like, okay, is that a red flag? Like, does he really need to be on it for that long? Mm-hmm. So you have your doctors in your corner, then you go to a new doctor. And they're like, you're and crazy. Maybe, and potentially. You're harming your child. And I was saying earlier before we, you know, like basically like I have celiac disease, but I took me three years to be diagnosed when I was a kid. And my mom had to give me like an upper endoscopy at one point, colonoscopy. It's like looking back on it, you know, I mean, we were fine, but it could have it's so quickly can turn. Mm. Yes. And that's kind like of the, the doctors scary. could have been like, leave her alone. Yeah. Stop taking her to all these doctors yeah. and doing they all were these like, things. They like, leaving she's bulimic. One doctor, because I was like getting sick and I was like a yeah. young girl. And my mom was like, no, something is wrong with her. Yeah. And then all it took was that, you know, one test. But three <sighs> years of that. 
And yes. this happens all the time. There's so many kids out there that have illnesses that are not, you know, so black and white. It's not like the flu. I mean, these are, there's I a lot of think, things. I even think of someone I know really close to me who their stomach kept hurting and they, um, they were having like heart palpitations. So they go to the hospital, they do the EQ. She has to like sleep overnight, do all the things They're like nothing's wrong. And it was, I think in the end, like anxiety, like when it all checked out, but yeah. that was such a process because no one had maybe pieced together that it could be anxiety. I think all of us as moms know when your kid talks about a stomach ache every single day and you're a new mom, you're like, is what's wrong? Like, are you okay? But you, it takes um, experience and learning to know that, oh, they're anxious about something, yeah. but they're in severe pain. Like yeah. they're actually, their anxiety is pain. And they're like, I can't go to school. My stomach hurts so much. And you're like, oh, I remember and asking my doctor, oh my gosh. <laughs> like we all have a story, I think. Yeah. Where- I asked my doctor about my, my daughter's like stomach aches and she was like, I think like she, like I think it's anxiety. It, it turned out she was right. I mean, I guess. Well, I, you could be, but like, you know your kid, you know? Yeah, I, and but like, as a first time mom, you, you're like, I, th- this can't be. Yeah. She's got to go to the doctor. Yeah. And then they're not giving it's me an answer. I got to go to another. crazy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you just get really paranoid. But I think you know your kid. And I think in this case with Maya, like Beata knew something was seriously wrong. And it's like, if it ends up being anxiety, sure. But like, at least you checked at it least out. You're... That's what I, I would get, do. I know. It yeah. just, I'm like, I'm just paranoid and like a hypochondriac. So yeah. like. But it's just weird. We all have a yeah. story where we feel like it wasn't, it was something. And then I think that's why this, the story is pretty remarkable is it went extreme. Like it went so extreme. And I think people are like, holy shit. You can kind of see, I personally can see how it would happen in terms of your line getting blurred because you're living in a place where there's no fact because someone's saying it's not real, but you're saying, but why would she fake it? So you're living in this world of trying to advocate for your child. And then someone's like, actually you're crazy and you have no control. Once they say you're crazy, you have no control. It's gone. Like yeah. it's taken from you. And if you say you're not crazy, then you look crazier, right? Like- <laughs> I, totally. I wonder if, yeah, like when I'm thinking now how like things like uh, community groups, like Facebook groups for like the smallest. Chat like, GPT? Yeah, no, no. Like um, Facebook didn't, wasn't there like, you could join, when we talk about like women when their kids are growing up and they're trying to find hobbies and stuff, it's like there's something, there's a group for everything. Yes. And I would assume that there must be a group for lots of different medical um, situations that kids have. I wonder if Beata was ever in. She was. A Facebook group for kids that had it. Yeah. So she, she was reassured like a lot yeah. of this. Okay. Yeah. Like and you find your, I mean, thank God for social media, yeah. right? Like you find your people and. Did she ever, um, do you know of um, in those groups, did, did she have any people that were experiencing what she was experiencing? You mean with the accusation? Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure okay. about that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, my God, though, since this film came out, I mean, it is overwhelming how many people have CRPS. No one believes that. What does it, it just, it, what does it feel like? Excruciating pain in your body. Yeah. I mean, there's like many symptoms, but basically mm. a lot of them are like allodynia. Basically, it's like it's very sensitive to light touch. So if you like put your hand on your kid's leg, they mm. might scream because mm-hmm. you don't see it. There's like you were saying, you're like, you don't see a wound, but yeah. that's a symptom. Dystonia where your like feet are turned mm-hmm. inwards. Mm-hmm. Um, lesions that look kind of like scratches that just appear that just appear um, it's a lot there's a lot of things gosh extreme pain like sometimes like, it's your arm sometimes it's your legs sometimes it's all over your body um, yeah oh my gosh so there's a lot of things does that, it start young typically it's young girls yeah I think like 9 to 11 
I might be wrong, but around that age. Yeah, it's, it's way more common in young girls than it is young boys. It's also so crazy to so think horrible. that if she had been in another city or another place. I know. Like what could have happened? Well, mm-hmm. and we, yeah, and just, I mean, I think you told me we know someone who went to the place to find the doctor, stopped the doctor, looked at the, like, went and hunted them down at a conference to be like, my kid has this. Can you help me? Like, the extremes people go to to get help. and Because you never know if you come across a doctor who's like, I've seen this before. I can totally. help you. I know what this is. Well, that's what happened with Beata. She, so she was an infusion nurse and she was at one of her patients' homes. Like she's an at-home infusion nurse, goes to people's houses and she's talking on the phone, like a quick personal call on the phone with a hospital. And then the patient was like, sorry to eavesdrop, but you're in my house, you know, and I, I heard you. And my daughter has something called CRPS. And it sounds like what you're talking about. You should go to this doctor, Dr. Anthony Kirkpatrick in Tampa, Florida. And he specializes in this. And that's how they found the first doctor to diagnose Maya with it after years. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Crazy. I want to take a quick break. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um the trial starts started last week. How long is it going to go on for? Is that I don't uh, We're not sure. I think the judge gave up to 2 months for the trial. I personally don't think it's going to take that long. Um but yeah. Is it in Florida? It's in Florida. It's in well, Venice, Florida. You must Are you be. attending? Uh, yes, I was there last week. I know, it's crazy. Is your documentary come into play in oh, yeah. the <laughs> trial? Um it's not being mentioned in the trial but it was part of the uh jury questionnaire they weren't have they weren't allowed to have seen it i'm not sure if they i think you i could i don't i can't say um but they did ask i'm not sure if people got through who did see it yeah um, i can't imagine I mean, as long as you could be fair you know and i don't know I'm yeah not, i'm not sure <laughs> probably no moms on the trial on the jury I either They're like, if you're a mom get out of here yeah i mean like because it wasn't just it wasn't just our film like new york magazine did a huge story mm-hmm. people um, magazine people did a huge magazine. story and so there was other media um, tiktok was it was all even i didn't watch it but i i exactly i knew so everything just, about it like, it wasn't just the film but of course we you know more people probably saw it because of that um but yeah do you ever do a um if, uh, a part two follow-up documentary <laughs> 
I would love to. Yeah. Um, I haven't really discussed that okay. with Netflix, but I feel like this did really well. And it's like, I don't know. It's all happening in real time. So like on my own social media, I'm doing daily updates and people are right. I know it's kind okay. of like, I don't know if We're I should have, I, I don't know if I should have done this, but I was like on Facebook, I was like, ask me any questions you have. And now, and it's now like, you are oh, the, boy. you are the source. Like yeah. update me. Don't again, miss anything. Like, please help me, help me, help my son oh my. get out of jail. All this stuff. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and one woman yesterday was like, I saw you read my message and you didn't respond. And oh I was dear. Like, oh, oh, dear. Was like, oh, here we go. I was like, <laughs> so you, um, I'm like, what have I, I mean, become? People pitch, things to netflix millions and millions a a year like and yours got picked up yeah that's amazing breakout producer situation did you have to make the film before it went to netflix no they bought it before we i mean i believe in the story but i was not gonna spend millions of dollars to make it happen so and so now (laughs) that's amazing now you work on a next project and then this and then you direct and then you director and you and this is your life and it's and 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 now it's begun. Yeah. It's scary. It's great. But like. So cool. Coming here to talk to you guys. I was like walking down Park Avenue with all like the business people. And I was like, I miss going to an office. I miss that. But I like having freedom. I like being able to, you know, come up with new ideas. It just, it takes a long time. Like <sighs> I quit my job at People, but then we had to put together a whole, you know, 50 page deck, a sizzle reel to basically make sure that to give us the best chance of Netflix saying yes, right? Like you don't want to give them any reason to say no. No. So it takes time. How did you know that, I guess you just understand TV, like who to collect, who you needed to be a part of your team? Yeah, well, I knew knew Henry Roosevelt, who's an incredible director through an old friend of mine. Okay. So I call, I texted him first. He's like, oh, I'm busy. I can't talk. And I like like, sent him like a log line, like a paragraph summary. He's like, okay, I'll call you in a minute. Um, He came on board. And then Rylan Soroff, who's the executive producer. So it's the three of us. We ended up starting a production company called Wise Fool Films. Um, But we came together and then they knew this incredible production company called Story Syndicate. They recently did Harry and Meghan. They've done like every, mm. every that's like their their most recent big thing. But mm-hmm. they've, they've been in the business forever doing like incredible award-winning documentaries, husband and wife team. And um, they knew them. So we pitched it to them. We put together the sizzle reel and the DAC went to them and they were like, yes. And they were incredible to work with, but they know Netflix, right? Like I couldn't pitch Netflix okay. at that point on my own right. with Henry Ryland. So they basically, you know, they were incredible creative partners. And then they come on and we pitch Netflix together. Were you ever so. worried someone else was like doing the same thing oh, like yeah. somewhere else? Like because it was a public story. Yeah. Well, we only had a, the family wasn't talking to anyone else. So we like that was, you know, you were OK with and that. your yeah. production company. The three, three of you have started. Is there um, for for producing shows? Is there it's called Wise Wise Fool Films. Wise Fool Films. And um, do you, is there always a genre that you want to stay within? Like, I is it think, yeah, docs? it's a good question. I mean, Henry wants to get into scripted. I guess mm. I wouldn't turn that down if that were to happen in the future. But I've always just cared about telling real people's stories. And I think it has to be something bigger. Like if this had just happened to the Kowalski family, it would be a tragedy. It'd be a great People magazine story. And then I would move on. But the fact that this was mm-hmm. happening to so many other people, mm-hmm. like there has to be something bigger. It has mm-hmm. to be something that we want to expose and hopefully help change. Um, um, so that's kind of the film we're you, focusing on. Yeah. You need to do a lot of the um, like the de- uh, 
it personally, in my opinion, the dads who just go and kill their whole families. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, the, like, with a murder uh, suicide, you mean? And then they kill themselves. No. No. Just they like, they, they, they think they're going to get away with it. And I'm like, those are probably the women that do that now, right? No. I mean, I all on Netflix, I'm watching all the dads, like like the good neighbor, like all the dads who just go and like kill their. I think they can just wipe it away. But, and then they, they're, because they have an affair, right? Yeah. And they want Yeah, but I'm like, the, what were they? What, yeah. Who were they before? Like, why are so many men doing this? And what, like, it's what? like women will kill their kids and then kill themselves usually but a husband will wipe out the family huh you don't know this well there's that big case that netflix i think did a doc about yeah. what's his name yes his name yeah yeah well there's like patterson like Lacey, oh, yeah that one then there's the yeah. other guy who just did it recently um he was like he's on the netflix page right now with like he's like chiseled and he's like blonde. Isn't it the, it's the, the good, good neighbor? neighbor? Yeah, I forget his name. No, he, yeah. he was a famous one. But yeah, then we had one up at our ha- up in our like hood Oof. where it was a firefighter. And he was oh the captain of the firefighter. And those are only good guys, I feel like. Well, this is my point. He was a good guy. A good guy. Who, who, he like, couldn't they, handle it. He couldn't handle the thought that he couldn't have her. So she had to go. We're, we're guessing that though. Yeah. Couldn't have the his wife. wife. We don't know. We're just he's guessing probably, There always has to be a mistress or something. No, she... Oh, she was... And then they were working on it. And then I got to the point where I think she was like... This is all speculation. (laughs) Everyone knew she had an affair. But they were working on it. And you know them? We know Guys, everybody this is my who next knows them. I'm moving to Canada. (laughs) I know. I mean, and... We know everyone who knows them. Like, siblings were friends with them. It's really... And it's really sad. And he's in prison? Oh, yeah. And he does... And and, and the fact that the husbands can kill the wives because they just have to be there and then give a fuck about the kids no i know that's what i need to know is what do they do what is this man thing before like why do they do this i just because technically you could be married to the good guy and he's thinking of killing you but showing up as your husband every day and oh you don't God. know that he's about to Plotting kill you to take don't you, you think you would know a little bit though i don't think so really my opinion is this is so but your husband that, wouldn't kill you no i think any man's capable of it is that crazy yeah i know i totally because i think that's, that's great i think they yeah. have to, i think i think they don't have to know they don't know themselves well enough to, they've been raised as like to be a character yeah and then they, when they realize like oh god oh like i'm stuck in life and then all of a sudden they're just like i don't know what to do. i'm gonna kill you all it's like it's we actually know a few people who it's happened to like, really say something cu- about you <laughs> So I just want to know what happens. I want to know what's happened. Someone, so. I want to know what we know. A few people. Yeah, actually, I can think of three off the top of my head. I want to know what happens prior to this. Like what yeah. happens before the murder? What's he thinking? And is it just I don't in think his head? He, I don't think he's thinking. So he's not a murderer. No, he is. I think it's just yes. like impulsive. But like impulsive. Yeah, not like, like a, maybe not premeditated. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe this is this what we have to figure out? Why wow. do so many white men check? Typically, white males go and murder the. Well, that's all the Netflix series. That could just be biased to Netflix too. Yeah. But it's usually white males who are Prince Charming, mm-hmm. good looking, perfect mm-hmm. in magazines. Ding! Look at their wedding pictures. Have a family. Kill them. God. Well, we digressed. <laughs> <laughs> do you love crime? Um, you know, as much as everyone else, I think it's like you're fascinated by it because you're like, oh my god, this could happen to me. Mm. But like, because you, you know. do crime podcast too. Um, I've been on crime podcasts, but no, okay, like, okay, for this specifically, for yeah. take care but of my like, take care of my to me is like a true crime, like adjacent film. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. not like a I like typical, when you say by proxy. 
Yeah, like it's a tip. It's not um, it's not a typical Let's start using that by proxy. Yeah, I like that. It's, yeah. a tip, it's not a typical crime story. No. no, like I'm not. I mean, this is compelling what you just pitched me, I guess. But um, <laughs> typically, I don't go like dark, like murder. Okay. Even though I've done that. Like at People Magazine, I've been to prisons. I've interviewed yeah. serial killers. I feel like that is all like, People Magazine. That's where I find half my and things. And I love going to prison. It's actually, <laughs> it's, a, it's so fascinating to me. Someone could like be in this box, this like concrete box their entire lives. I get to like pull in, meet them, get back in my rental car and like go out for dinner. And I'm like, wow. Like it's, it's so crazy. And How, some of them like it, by the way, because oh, yeah. it gives them boundaries and safety and yeah, they, they feel secure. Free it's food. Like, yeah, no exactly. rent, they don't have to think. Yeah, we pay for it. Yeah, it's great. It is. You have a really cool life and <laughs> oh like job. Gosh, like yes. it's so. Are you excited for what's next? I am. I am. Hopefully they sell all these projects. Right. Because then I might have to go back to a normal job. I don't know. They are going to sell. Yeah. I mean, it, it's scary, like I said, but it's um, it's exciting. Yeah. I these I think because they're just these are important stories. And I love like the investigation and the research being like only a few people kind of know about this, but hopefully it will be on a platform or like like take care of Maya where it's like that everyone's going to know. Like the fact that I'm at this trial in Florida and there's all these people there because they saw the film. Like, what would that right. be like if that if there wasn't media? Like, it would have just been a couple people in the courtroom. Would the dream be that that that, that a change is made going forward? Well, all, all hospitals see this and stop and think, let's let's not jump to conclusions and let this happen to another family. Yeah, I think like the conversation that this is starting that's already started after this film came out and also through the trial. And now it's kind of going viral again is like who should decide you know, if this is, if something is abuse or not okay. and all the flaws in the system. Oh like, God, I wonder what the nurses who worked on that case, like in the hospital on her yeah, are thinking Yeah, because it's not just right doctors, now. it's not just hospitals, it's caseworkers, it's oh, everyone involved it's in the system. It's administration who's watching. Yeah, risk management. I mean, there's so many people that are involved in a decision like this. Um, children's Aid Society? Yeah, they don't have Children's Aid. They what have, do they call it? Uh, whatever, like your protection services. Oh, like kids. DCF, like yeah. children yeah. and families. Yeah, um, the people that are doing it right, like there are some states now that are like trying to pass laws where like it's a it's a team decision if mm -hmm. a child is being abused, right? Yeah. Because it's like, it normally comes down to this profession, this child abuse pediatrician, they have them all over the country, mm -hmm. who's a pediatrician and then she or he takes an exam basically to now specialize with child abuse. So a kid comes in and it typically comes down to their decision if this is child abuse or not. But it's like, they're not a neurosurgeon. They're not, you know, it's like, I feel like- Are they even a psychiatrist? No. So I think there's a, I think, and a lot of people think that like this, people just need to re-examine this system and how decisions are made. Cause again, it's like, you don't want to be wrong and miss it, but you don't want to accuse someone who's Okay. So it will I, definitely take a team of people to make that decision. I think so, I think so too. I have la one last question. Do you think your experience of being celiac at such a young age or trying to figure mm. out what that was resonated? Because you said you called your mom right away. And I feel like. Yes. So it did. It, I think so. Yeah. Like I wasn't believed for years. My mom wasn't believed. My dad wasn't believed. Um, and I just knew something was wrong with me. And it just took so long to get that diagnosis. And I think. Yeah, I think that also happened with Maya. It happens with other kids. Yeah. Um, but I think so many people can relate to that. Like, mm -hmm. it might not be so extreme of like three years trying to get a diagnosis for celiac, but like we've all been there at one point. And when you know something is wrong and someone doesn't believe you. And like, you're right. And that can worst. even, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a health thing. Yeah. It could be accused of anything in your life. Anything. 
what did your mom, how did your mom, like, did you ever ask her, like, when she saw the film? Like, she must have had a different experience trying to find answers. Yeah. For you, that your experience, your experiences would be different, obviously. Yeah. So was anything, like, resonate with her? She's just like, oh, my God, what, 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 like, this could have happened to us, you know, and never did. But I think she definitely thought that. And other moms have told me that, too. Like, oh, this didn't happen to me. But that's crazy because I also took my kid to Mexico for this treatment or, you know, steroids, like you were saying, like, um, you know, gave kids steroids for a long time or did some alternative treatment. Because like when a normal doctor isn't telling you like what's wrong, like you start to go on Facebook, you start to talk to these other Mm -hmm. couples and they're like, oh, yeah, well, my kid. We're giving my kid this. And so you just do everything, I think, to help your kid. Yeah. And then Without knowing what the consequences are because you're not a doctor. Yeah. And but that's you, another thing that's come up. It's like you just, you we typically want to trust doctors. Um, but they're the ones ultimately making these prescriptions and these decisions. You just kind of go along with it. So, um, And you trust that they're giving you the right thing. You trust, yeah. I mean, why would you not? You don't want to like go in there not believing doctors. Like, so funny. I just had a test done and I was put under and I and he, he came out and he was like, there's nothing. And I'm like, I'm like, that's so weird because like there's definitely something. And Kat's like, get a second opinion. I'm like, I guess that's a good idea. Yeah. Like I did that recently and I have like a fibroid, like TMI, but yeah. like I have to get that out. And yeah. I'm like, I know something is wrong. Yeah. And the first doctor was like, nothing's wrong. No. And then I was like, can we do the ultrasound, do all this stuff? I have good insurance. Like, let's just yeah. do it. And then she's like, oh yeah, is this like black thing? It might be like a mass or something. I'm like, well, let's get that pelvic MRI, right? It's like, let's do all these tests. And what if that wasn't found? Yeah, it's like a simple fibroid and it's like benign and it's fine. Okay. But, it could have um, been something very different. Yeah, but I was like, you have to be, you know, your advocate for your mm. kid, for yourself. So fucking it's time crazy. consuming. I know. Life oh. is freaking exhausting. I will say one last thing. Yes. <sighs> I have I have I have done some functional medicine, which is they look at the root cause rather than the the pain. And the person I was talking to, his doc his wife was an actual like pediatric like doctor, and he said that they need to come together rather than being like, your bone hurts, let's x-ray that bone. Mm -hmm. Nothing's wrong, move on. He's like, the minute we can put together some sort of like plan of like what it, why is that pain happening? Not, there's nothing wrong with that pain in that bone. Yeah. The minute we begin to alleviate the entire system and then we can take it off, it's just bringing it all together. And he's like, it's getting better in Canada. He says like, it's getting better because we have more options now. It's not covered, but he's like, it's just that we're not looking at it as a, the body as a whole picture. We're looking at like your arm or your heart, not like, why is your, your heart clogged? Let's look at what you're eating. Let's look at, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like before we get to a heart attack. Yeah. Type thing. That's the way to do it. I think personally. (sighs) So it's getting there though. Slowly but surely. Well, thank you so much. And for any of everybody who has not watched Take Care of Maya, you have to. It is on Netflix. On Netflix. It's amazing. Um, Do you know how many downloads it got? I'm not sure, but tens of millions. I mean, it's done very well. And it's the kind of thing that it's going to be like one of those evergreen. You can watch it forever and anytime because the story will always be relevant. And where can they see all your updates on the case? Mm, where can we follow you and get in your DMs and ask you to help, help I us? I know, and, right? It's like, look. Yeah, guys, guys, guys. We really encourage that now. Um, no, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm posting every day and what's on those. And the handle? Instagram is Caitlin S. Keating. Okay. Yeah. What a cool name. What a cool job. With a what a C, cool life. Oh my God. Yeah. Congratulations on all the Thanks. success. Yes. And so happy like, to be talking to you guys. And um, you. good for you for taking a chance, quitting your job, and not believing in something because I think a lot of people don't do that. So that's, that's the inspiration.
Thank you.